This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Come in here and see us. We have jazz gear for you as well. If you want to pick that up, say hello. We're going to talk to Will Snowden momentarily here, Gordon. We'll get Will's thoughts on uh, what's going on at uh, BYU camp, but we can get Will's thoughts on a lot football-related. Yes, no doubt about that. And are really shifting in the football mode now. I mean, it's uh, that time of year. Yeah, I know. A hockey mode couldn't have ended soon enough. <laughs> You have something against hockey? No, no. It's just not a dominant topic on the show, that's all. And that's really interesting because I played a lot of hockey. Yeah, you and uh, Carl Puxley, what was his name? (laughs) Bill. Bill Puxley. I grew up playing hockey. It just was one of the things we did for whatever reason. We used to play outdoor hockey out on the Twin Ponds and... And, you know, we'd, we'd just throw a couple sweatshirts down on the ice. And that was the goal. And had a lot of fun. And then, just, then once we, we, we grew in sophistication, then we were playing indoor hockey. It got to the point where we even wanted to play floor hockey in the off season. Now, hockey, there's a sport where you can really beat up on little kids. <laughs> no, hockey I played against uh, kids my own age. Did yeah. you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. Hero. You know, I, I was pretty good at it too, but uh, you know, I know you went semi-pro. You told us. <laughs> you told us about I your love, career many times. I love the way you say that. You told us. You did. All right, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, not only is he a former BYU running back, but he also runs Alpha Recruits. He's our good friend, Will Snowden. What's up, Will? Oh, man, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Will, did you play hockey when you were a kid? Because uh, with a name like Snowden... (laughs) You know, he grew, he did grow well, up in Colorado, born, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I watched more hockey than I played. You know, <laughs> I, I played a little floor hockey. But, uh, but, but, Gordon, I, I was going to say, you know, I, I believe you were an unbelievable hockey player and uh, yeah. just missed the NHL by an inch. So, so I'm not going <laughs> to let these guys, I'm not going I'm, I'm to let you take this beating. Um, See, yeah, you know, I, I, I believe you, everything you say, every, I listen daily and everything you say, I believe 150%. See, about well, see, well, well, there are, there are givers and there are takers in this world. There are positive people and negative people, and I like people like you. There we go. Pretty, you know, you know, you can't work with everyone who's positive. But so I, I wanted to give you a little bit of love as, as you took that brow beating right now about thank about you, your thank you. what you did. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. 
Uh, and Will's really smart too. I, you know? I'm I'm just going to step aside and let this love fest continue. <laughs> you know, I know yeah, because fun. you don't want to participate <laughs> ever. I had another person come up to me this morning, Will, and they said, "Why is Jake uh, so ornery with you all the time? Why why is he so mean?" I said, "I don't know. You'll have to ask him." You know? I am not. Well, what do you do on like Monday through Friday from uh, two to seven in the afternoon? <laughs> would you mind doing a show with me for a while? Yeah, I wish. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm more of a guest guy you know i come in and, and give you a good 10 minutes but 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 i don't have the skill set to make it that many hours so you're gonna have to stick with jake and uh keep on entertaining us all and getting the good information out don't put that don't put that into will's mind because he could do it <laughs> i don't yeah, i know <laughs> like he could, he could do it <laughs> uh all right will let's let's talk a little football um let's, let's start off broadly give us kind of your overall impressions from byu camp what are you hearing about how it's going uh, it's going well. Um, um, a lot of excitement, uh, and uh, this is one of the more talented Brigham Young teams um, in the, the last several years. As far as you know, BYU. What one of the biggest things that people don't realize is um, BYU is always going to be really good. That top third top 28 kids, top 24 kids. Um, it's going to be really, really highly competitive. But uh, one of the things we've struggled in, 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 in the history of Brigham Young football is do we have the depth to make it a long, to, to make it through the tough road, the, those long stretches, um, particularly the schedules they're playing now. And I think that Kalani is, is on to something. They've done a great job recruiting. Um, they've got a, you know, I, I feel like whenever you have a, a good quarterback room, you've got a shot. Um, they have a very good quarterback room. They've made major add-ons on the, at the receivers. Um, the O-line is going to be a BYU O-line. BYU, you know, a lot of guys that get concerned about the O-line, the questions there. That's not a question I have at all. Um, and defensively, this is a tough group. And uh, Coach Guilford has done an unbelievable job with uh, adding guys that can really, you know, who are day one contributors. Um, so uh, things look really good for the BYU Cougars this year. I expect them to be highly competitive. Well, I don't want you to choose between your children here, but really, which one of those quarterbacks do you like the best? Uh, well, uh, man, it, it's always tough. Uh, if, if if I was in A-Rod's shoes, um, the good news is he could flip a coin and be okay, right? He, he, I really do believe that. Um, but if I was if I was on the coaching staff, I'd probably be pulling for Jaron Hall. Um, I think he does have the experience, and I just think that he is too dynamic of an athlete. Um, the arm talent has always never been a question. Um, but as far as his the things you can do with him, um, I, I, he's very dangerous, and he puts a lot of pressure on defenses. So I expect Jaron Hall to be the starter day one, um, and kind of see how. And as long as he stays healthy, I think he will remain the starter. Um, and I think that we're in a good BYU's in a good position where you got younger guys, um, particularly in the in the young guns from Arizona, um, that he's young and, and he's still there's still things to learn. He got a chance to watch closely last year uh, how Jack, how Zach handles his business. Another year um, um, developing, I think, will be really good for him, and I think he'll be one of the greats. Obviously, Baylor it has the skill set as well, um, but you know you can only play one guy, and, and right now I think that uh, I think Jaron Hall will come out on top of the starter day, uh, game one against Arizona. All right, for all those people out there who think I'm mean to Gordon and Henri and all that, I want them to listen closely here for a second because I want to set my partner up here for success. 
because <laughs> yesterday we had uh, Jake Hatch on, uh, who does a great job covering college football for us. And I thought Gordon asked a great Oh, question. Wow. It was Thank a wonderful you. question about Kalani's recruiting rankings, and I think Will would have a really interesting answer. So I'd like to set you up, Gordon, to ask our, our wonderful guest, Will, about uh, your question yesterday that you asked uh, Hatch. I thought it was interesting about uh, why the recruiting rankings haven't. Well, you go ahead. Well, I, you know, the thing when Kalani came in, Will, is you figure, okay, he's going to—he's a terrific recruiter. He's a wonderful people person. He can connect with people. But the the rankings, as far as recruiting uh, goes, haven't been all that highly thought of. I'll say it that way. And BYU's done a pretty decent job of developing their people once they get them in. But what's the deal with the recruiting? Well, so what's the deal with it? So, so first off, uh, I'm in the recruiting business. So, I, one of the biggest things I will tell you is, I know that you know we're we're in the entertainment business. I'm not in the entertainment business, but 24/7 writers have to have something to write about. You have something to rank and and talk about. And uh, the ranking system, there are some flaws in it uh, across the country, um, particularly on how high school players get ranked. Some high school players go completely unranked. Uh, a lot of high school players get ranked based on not a lot of eye experience on seeing the kid um, live. Um, besides just watching a little bit of film, not really knowing how big he is, how fast he is. There's so many things that come into ranking a kid. So also you'll see that if you just look at the star ratings nationwide, you'll see uh, I can put I can give you a kid same height, same speed, same everything from Utah and, and then line him up against someone from Florida or Texas, same exact numbers, and you'll be amazed that their ranking is higher. And it's like, wait, why is this ranking higher? Same numbers, same stats, same speed, same weight training, same everything. Um, so, so at the end of the day, I don't really take a, I don't, I don't get too into the the star rankings. That's part of our entertainment. It's nice to say we're getting a four or five star athlete. Um, as you guys know, once when I played college football, I didn't care how high a kid was ranked when he came in. It's all about what you're going to do when you get here. And what Kalani's able to do is he's able to use the two things that, uh, two things against getting kids who aren't highly highly touted. Um, high school guys, he's able to let them know, well, what what you did in high school does not matter any longer because these dudes that you're playing with, particularly at BYU, we've got guys on this team who are 25 years old, 26 years old. They could give a damn what you did in high school. Now you have to come here and prove who you are, and you have to go to work. And what he what Kalani looks for is he wants to go out and get worker bees who are going to come in and work, buy into the BYU way, buy into the BYU commitment of work your tail off and go compete weekend and week out and love your and, and love your brothers, love that team. And that's how BYU is able to compete and compete at such a high level. Historically, BYU has gotten, you know, great players, but we've always been a development program where you have to get the right kid who wants to come into this program and compete and be part of something that's a little bit different than any school in the entire country. So the ranking system, uh, I, there's there's issues with it. I, I complain about it daily because I'm always calling my the, the, guy, the writers and saying, hey, have you evaluated my kid's film? And I, well, I'm interested to see where you've evaluated them because I've evaluated them like this. And then I'll actually compare those same evaluations to get the kids cut nationwide 
and they'll be high, ranked higher, even though the numbers are the same. So um, I don't think Kalani looks too 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 much into that. Obviously, there are five stars and four stars out there that Bama's going to get consistently, Clemson's going to get consistently. Those programs are going to get, and they truly are five star talents. But uh, but every ninety percent of the ratings out there, I don't even completely agree with. That's why I'm always telling my son, I don't care if you're a four star or five star, because what ma- what matters is how you handle yourself when you get to college. Um, and that's what I preach to all the kids that I mentor and work with out here right now. Are you more likely to be a four or five star if a marquee school is interested in you? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, how quickly those things change. And, 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 I just, and this is one thing for parents do. Look at where a ranking starts for a sophomore or junior. I can tell you what their, what their final ranking is going to usually be. If you start about an 87, you're probably going to be a four star because that's three points away from, from – uh, from you know the four star ranking if you see a kid who's a 97 he's probably going to be a five star but you re- but those those numbers don't really drop early it's kind of a process and that's what keeps us interesting to see and you know see kids tweet out thankful to thankful for my third star or my fourth star or fifth star or whatever it is um so i think the entertainment game of college football has really really um went to a whole new level now with social media and so much um, so much access to these high school players um but i just don't think kalani gets overly caught up with that and that's a tough gig for him as a head coach because that could help him with getting other jobs um, but also I think that um, other ADs are smart enough to know, like, hey, did we brought in some four- and five-star guys that, you know, were in the transfer portal quickly or never played for us. Um, so they've got to put trust in the coaches and their ability to develop. But I will tell you, a lot of the players that Kalani gets might not be highly ranked, but they really are. In any other world, they'd be a four-star, right? If they, I mean, so a lot of that, you have to look at the, where the majority of his roster is from. Because if you compare it nationwide, you'll be like, damn, that's kind of weird that it's the same numbers. And I'm not telling you that football's not played high at a higher level at a different state. What I will tell you is if it, I challenge you guys to spend a lot of time watching where high school football is in Utah now because it's it's very high level. Um, I, I would take a, a all-Utah team to play against any 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 team, any program in the country, and they would compete, and, and, and they do the state of Utah proud. He's our friend Will Snowden, former BYU running back, and uh, he runs out for recruits. And, uh, you know, with your role in recruiting, Will, very curious to to hear your answer on a two-part question. One, how has uh, NIL impacted recruiting already, and what do you think the long-term effects are going to be? Well, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it all out. Um, obviously, we've been doing a lot of research because our, our biggest thing is we want to help our athletes have the biggest uh, draw they can possibly have with the opportunities with NIL, right? Um, so we want to help people build better brands for themselves. Um, we want to help athletes to be faster, bigger, stronger, and more more recruitable. Um, I, it's a very interesting deal. I mean, obviously, you saw what BYU did yesterday, and I just think that's just such a huge move with with uh, built and um, but as far as the future I'm, I'm kind of just sitting here saying man where how is this going to all play out um, I'm really interested to see if it's detrimental to the athletes um, you know some you know some guys you know I always said I was never mature enough um, at uh, at 18 to get a lot of money I just wasn't um, at 18 to, you know, I look at people like LeBron and these guys who went to the NBA and got a hundred million dollars at 18 years old and held it together. 
Um, people don't realize what that takes. And I'm not saying these kids are getting that type of money, but my big, my real question is making sure the kids stay focused and committed to their academics and most importantly, uh, academics most importantly, and then obviously secondly, continuing to play the game at a high level once you have these to become basically professional sports because you're because you do have access to generate income now don't get me wrong i am a complete supporter of the nil but i'm interested to see how it all plays out two three four five years from now um i'm not the type of person who um you know i i'm a pretty i call myself I'm pre- I keep myself pretty, uh, I don't know, level as far as things. I would like to see things play out. You know, like presidents are presidents. I never get too down or too happy about any decision they're making because you won't know for four, five, six, seven, eight years of if that really is going to be beneficial or detrimental. Um, so right now I'm, I'm kind of just watching it, getting excited for the kids and trying to come up with better ideas um, and things that we can do to help our kids be more marketable and have an opportunity to to make some money while they're in college. Because when I was in college, I could have used some extra money. So, Will, you talked about the quarterbacks at BYU. The skill position players look like they're real. I mean, you talk, you also mentioned the receivers who came in. It seems like that's a good crew. The tight ends. Uh, it seems as though the offense is going to be able to score some points. What about that defense? You said that uh, uh, Guilford has done a good job with the with the defensive backs. We had D'Angelo Mandel on our show earlier this week. He's apparently been doing a good job in practice. Is BYU to the point now where they can play, put those guys on an island out there and be versatile with the defense and finally, finally will put some pressure on the quarterback? Well, I think so. I think we'll get after the quarterback. I, I, I will tell you, the two, the two transfers that they brought in, uh, Caleb, uh, I'm not remembering his last name for whatever reason, um, and from Oregon State. So they've got an Oregon State transfer in who's played – you know, in the Pac-12 and, and played real minutes. Um, so you bring he brings experience to that room right away. And he's kind of a DB that could play several positions. He could play free safety for you. He can also play corner. And he's a big 6'2 man cover guy. Um, then they brought in probably the best man cover guy that the state of Utah has seen in, in, in probably 10-plus years um, in Jacob Robinson, who transferred from Utah State. And that dude sticks to guys like glue. He's a big time player. He's a day one contributor. Um, so, so right now you're looking at a BYU secondary just in the corner room. They're six deep with guys who can play, really can play. So I do think that's going to help BYU be a little bit more aggressive, go get after the quarterback. Now, once again, I do trust the concepts of, of dropping eight sometimes. One of the biggest things that people forget is in football, particularly um, not at the professional level, it's hard to maintain drives. It just is. So one thing that us as fans and, and, and us in the media, we get frustrated because I want to see the quarterback get knocked down, and I don't want to see him standing back there picking guys apart. But, the, but the, to, be really realist, to be really honest, most college coach quarterbacks are not going to take the time. It's hard to actually maintain 10, 12, 13, 14 play drives that end in scores at the college level. So I understand BYU saying, hey, we're gonna protect we're gonna protect our back end because we haven't been as strong and actually see if they can put together drives that last eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen plays. 
that's hard to do. And as you guys watch this season, tell me how many times you watch long drives that are uh, that are capped off by touchdowns or even field goals at the college level. It does not happen as much as most people think. So that's why BYU has done that. But this year, I think they're going to be able to do their do what they're comfortable doing, dropping eight, but also bring a lot of pressure, line up, and let those corners play, and bring in the nickels to play, you know, in the box and cover. Um, the mismatches of with big tight ends or, or a slot receiver. So I do expect them really to be an aggressive defense. Um, I think the backers are really, really strong, um, and I think it's going to be one of the better back ends as far as the secondary that we've had in years. Will, you are the best. Thank you, as always, for jumping on the show. We always look forward to it. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Hey, I'll be on again, I'm sure. And, and take it easy on Gordon, please. I mean, <laughs> just, just, you know, just take it easy on the guy. He, he, he doesn't deserve all the beating. I'll do my best just for you, Will. Just for you. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, you have a good one. Thanks, you too. Will. Uh, that is our friend Will Snowden, former BYU running back, but also he runs Alpha Recruits and a uh, big part of our Cougar coverage here on the Zone oh, Sports yeah. Network. And uh, we love Will. He's great. He's really good. Yeah, I always enjoy listening to him and his insight. Well, he he's inside of the situation. I mean, he, his involvement with recruits and young people. I mean, he really not only has his finger on the pole, like he's involved. So he's nice to come on and and kind of lay things out the way. And I, I appreciated his answer on the NIL thing, where he essentially said like. He doesn't know. We're just figuring this thing yeah. out as it, as it goes, which is somewhat similar to what Mark Harlan said, remember, uh, when he joined us earlier in the week where he said, you know, it came down fast. And with no law in this state to kind of guide how this thing goes, they have a very loose set of guidelines from the NCAA, and then they're just figuring it out from there. Man, we've had a lot of good guests on this week. Has been a good Who week. Who does yeah. that stuff for us? Uh, our guy, Austin? <laughs> Well, he did come back from his staycation with a vengeance, right? He did. He I mean, he was, blazing. yeah, he did. Yeah, nice work. Joining us now, we are at the Warehouse 1825 South, 300 West, right here in Salt Lake City. Clayton jumping on with us once again. Clayton, let's blow some minds with some great deals. Hey, Jake. Everybody should know by now that at the Warehouse, we are the place to go if you need an adjustable bed. We talk about it all the time. We say it's our bread and butter, and there's a reason why. We're moving more adjustable bases than any competitor in the Valley. And the best part about it is is you don't have to break the bank to get into an adjustable bed. I want to talk real quickly about what an adjustable base is and how it can uh, come into your home super easily. It's not a big process. It's not that big of a deal, and it really does change your life. An adjustable base is basically taking out your box springs and your slats and putting a movable base so that you can have a bed like if you were in a hospital where the head goes up and the feet go up. By the, by the press of a button on a remote, you can adjust incline your head or incline your feet. We have the bases with all the bells and whistles, with the massaging head, massaging feet, with the split, which means it's his and hers, two sides, also with the USB chargers on the side, the LED lights on the bottom just in case you need to see something under the bed or something fell under the bed. We have our best price ever. I've been approved by our manufacturer to give our best price ever. Earlier in the show, I've been saying $19.99. I just got off the phone with my mom and listen. We're not going to do it for $19.99. 
We're not going to do it for $18.99. We're not even going to do it for $17.99. We're going to do it this weekend only with your choice of a gel-infused memory foam mattress for free at $16.99. You heard it right. $16.99 gets you two adjustable bases and the gel-infused memory foam mattress for free. Act fast. I have a limited time on these. What I have in the store this weekend is all is what I what I can offer at this price. Sixteen ninety nine on the split king adjustable bases with mattresses. Boom. Boom. How about that, Gordon? The prices are coming down as we're sitting here. They sure no are. Big deal. I don't know if I've ever heard it that low before. I know. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. Take advantage of it. Thanks, Clayton. Thank you, guys. There you go. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. More Big Show. You want to knock another couple items off the list? Yeah, I got a bunch. I got like seven or eight items that we haven't gotten to. We'll do that coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. This comes from Ralph Amsdead. Says I listen to way too much Pac-12 Region Sports Radio, and there's a ton of personalities that I like. But David DJ James and PK Kinahan in Salt Lake, they are elite. So boys and girls, we are elite. All right. So boys, I'm elite, and my supporting cast, Jay Catch and David James, they're elite too. I don't know how to put this. But I'm kind of a big deal. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. BYU 30 update here on the Zone Sports Network. Offensive line obviously a big deal to every Cougar team. James Empey updates how the old uh, offensive tackles are coming along. So far, I think they're coming together really well. Those two have put in a ton of work this offseason, so they're looking good right now, and they have a bunch of work to do to, to get where they need to be, but I think they're on a good path to get there. They're, you know, feeling confident in their roles. They're playing fast and, you know, understanding the scheme the way they should, and, you know, I think everything's just coming together, and it's it's hard to, you know, say anything five days in, but I think they're playing great, and another tackle that's playing great is Braden Kime as well. He's getting to the point where he's playing pretty well also, and so I feel confident with those guys and, and what they can do, and I I feel like we're coming together pretty well. This update brought to you by The Warehouse. Uh, drop by in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. Country Road. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Billboards flying by. It's Big Show, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We have jazz gear for you, not to mention prices on furniture. They're so low, it'll blow your mind. The warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Gordon, we have a few minutes. Let's knock a couple other items off the list, shall we? 
Real quick, uh, we were talking about baseball earlier. Did you notice the Phils are in first place in the NL East, and Bryce Harper has a hot bat, and some are clamoring that he should be a candidate for the MVP. That's nice. I didn't think you would want to make any comment on that whatsoever. They're going to lose nice. it. They're going to lose the division to the Braves eventually, anyway. So, <laughs> how are the Angels doing? No, I don't care. They're going uh, as long as the Phillies don't win the division. That's all. Man. Okay. All right. Uh, how are the How are the Expos doing? I don't know. <laughs> Russian officials and media folks there are calling the Tokyo Olympic Games rigged by the United States and other powers that be. The uh, ROC finished fifth in the medal count, the worst showing for Russia since 1912. And one of them called the U.S. just a bunch of freaks. Freaks? What does that mean? I don't know. I didn't say it. I just thought, man, I mean, what's uh, – are they just poor sports? Or I mean, after all, didn't they – they were caught doping. That's why they couldn't even be listed as Russia. They were listed as ROC. What? I mean – is this a Cold War all over again? What's going on? I, I honestly have no idea. Have you ever seen that? There's a Netflix documentary that uh, that's pretty interesting about the Russian doping scandal, and I'm I'm blanking on the name. Icarus. I could Google it. Icarus. Yeah. If, mm. if you're interested in it, you should, because they lay out the whole scheme. And this this filmmaker stumbled onto it on accident, actually, and it's by it's accident. About, <sighs> on purpose, by accident. Yeah. Proceed. I okay. Anyway, so it's interesting. What's next? Um, I saw a video. First of all, have you ever had a hole in one? No. Been ever been close? Very. How close? An inch, less maybe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you'll be able to relate to this. I saw a video of a guy. I have no idea who it was, whether he's a pro or an amateur, whoever he was. But he hit into a green off the tee, and he was watching the ball bounced toward the hole and when it got to the hole it did it did a complete 360 around the lip of the cup and rolled back out and i thought that is just cruel 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 yeah i've been close uh, a, a couple of times one it was really just hanging over the cup i mean <laughs> Were you waiting? To, did you go over and I stomp tried, the ground? Yeah, and, I tried to sneeze, you know, or something to, <laughs> you know, tried to get a wind gust up or something like that. But, yeah, to no avail. Austin's never been close, right? I told you my story about the unfortunate <laughs> fortunate placement of the uh, closest to the hole sign. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Frustrating. And that was for $10,000. So that would have been nice. Speaking of money. You're the king of uh, would you rather. Would you rather get a hole in one or win a $500 bet or a $1,000 bet or a $5,000 bet? Oh, you had me at 500 I'd rather, if I hit a hole in one, it's costing me money. <laughs> Why? Well, you got to buy drinks. <laughs> Plus, no one ever believes you anyway. So. Yeah, right. Come on. You know whether you got it or not. That's a... What's 500 bucks? You know, <laughs> free drinks for me, not for somebody else. <laughs> so you guys go for the five ski. Yeah, I think so. Well, all right. I just thought, you know, a hole in one would really mean something to you. Would you pay $500 for a hole in one? 
I wouldn't pay it. No, but if I if I got it, if I earned it fair and square, I'd rather have that. I think. Um, a dude tried to steal an MMA fighter's car. Did you see this video? I did not. Around? Well, apparently it's one of those cars that he left it running, but it won't operate unless you have the, the, the key fob with you. It has to be within five feet of the car in order for it to actually go. And so this guy sees this car sitting there in an open parking lot, and somebody was watching, and the guy who owns the car is an MMA fighter. So this random jumps into the car and tries to drive away with it, and it won't go. And so then this MMA fighter comes over, hauls him out of the car. I mean, he, he don't tell him what he might have done. Actually, the would-be thief got off easy because he took off, and the guy let him go. I thought, but, uh, not that I'm into thievery of cars. I thought, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about these cars where they won't move if you have the key. Don't you have one of those cars? I don't know. Maybe. It's, I've never one, of those key, it's one of those key fobs, right, that you don't put into the ignition, right? Right. Yeah. You, got. You've got one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we, should I leave my car running just to see who might try and steal See what it? happens? Uh, Jake, uh, Marissa Rohan, if that's how you say her name, she's the Dodgers, <clears throat> quote-unquote, ball girl who tackled the guy who darted across the field with seven security guards chasing after him. Uh, and she uh, clotheslined him, tackled him into the stands. Well, now she's apparently capitalizing on her newfound fame, marketing T-shirts and such. One that says, quote, across the front, don't mess with the ball girl. Is this America at its finest or just? Stupid. Oh, absolutely America's finest. Don't you think? She's got her 15 minutes capitalized. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Yeah, she should. And she suddenly got like 25,000 followers on yeah, Twitter or something. Yeah, absolutely. Know, so that apparently Get a little something. a little reward for tackling that bozo, sure. And then, Jake, I wanted to get your thought on this. Today is Friday the 13th. You don't strike me as the superstitious type. I'm not. Austin, are you the superstitious type? Uh, I'm not, but I really am. But if they hear me say I am, then the, then I'll have bad luck. Who's they? Oh, they. <laughs> Who's them? Who's they? I walked under a ladder last night. But I didn't have much of a choice. Nice knowing you. <laughs> What's the worst? What's the worst of them? What are you not supposed to do? I don't know. Cross the path of a black cat or something? What? What? what uh, something with a shoe, a horseshoe? I don't know. You're talking I to the guy it's... who stepped on the line, on the foul line on purpose. <laughs> I believe the worst is going uh, into uh, the widely read column you, you write several times a week and calling a player MC Hamstring. That's some pretty bad voodoo right there. Yeah, you had to come after me on this, right? Here I was. Oh, did you do that? It. I was just trying to get you how what how you feel about superstitious activities. You know, a lot of athletes are super superstitious. They're super and they're stitious. Does that lend credit to what it I'm just saying it exists. And then finally this, Jake. <laughs> this is the last item. Okay. A thirty four year old woman 
Jake, she has had five surgeries and 12 screws put into her jaw. And this is why. She attempted to eat a KFC triple stacker. It's a sandwich that has three uh, chicken breast patties mixed in with uh, three slices of cheese and uh, and hash browns on there. There's all kinds of stuff in there. And it's one of those deals where I don't know why they build sandwiches that are so tall that you can't eat them. You kind of got to gnaw on the bottom and gnaw on the top. You can't You can't eat it. But she tried to, and five surgeries later and 12 screws, uh, she's regretting it in the worst way. Apparently, her eyes were bigger, apparently, than her jaw. Bite her. I, I would do bigger yeah. than your stomach, bigger than your jaw. I would sue. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it's, get a lot of money out of it. Well, what, well how is it their fault? How well, is it? You, if you could sue McDonald's because their coffee is too hot. <laughs> and win. You can sue KFC because their sandwich is too big. Did someone really uh, Yeah, sue? why do you think it says caution hot on every coffee cup? That is sold in America today because because some idiot spilled hot coffee and he goes I didn't know it was hot and McDonald's I'm sure said well it's coffee so before that there was no warning on the side of yeah the that's cup. purely uh, litigious the 1992 says- Stella Liebeck of Albuquerque won three million dollars in punitive damages for the burns she suffered after spilling her McDonald's coffee on her lap where was she in the Does drive-through. Yeah, what is it? What difference does that make? She was she was in Altoona. What? What? I just wondered what the setting was as far as whether in a she McDonald's drive-through in Albuquerque. Three a, a, a million, million bucks. dollars for spilling her hot coffee on herself, and then say, oh, "I had no idea it was hot." Did it do something to her that uh, beyond just hurting? Oh, I'm, the pain and suffering is where you really hit up, Gordon. That's. <laughs> The emotional so, distress. Yeah. Why shouldn't you be able to sue KFC because their sandwich is too big? That that gal's got a payday coming. <laughs> Can they put on, like, the carton, the container, you know, warning, sandwich is big? I don't know what they'd have to do. What's the biggest thing you ever tried to oh, eat? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Gordon, you? Uh, I think I had, like, a... Uh, I had a big fat sandwich once, not made by me. Like a Dagwood, or <laughs> that, <laughs> that that was pretty hard to 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 consume. But uh, why do they make them that way? I mean, you, you should see a picture of this sandwich. What do I mean? Why what am you, I picturing un- the big outdoors? You, you got to unhinge your jaw and then flap it open in order to get the sandwich <laughs> in there. You should see Gordon demonstrate this with his hands <laughs> on his own jaw. I mean, really, wish I had a camera right now as Gordon is, is like, motioning how yeah, you unhinge your jaw. You've, you've seen these things. Uh, maybe not this thing, the triple stacker in particular, but you've seen other sandwiches that are built so tall. And, I mean, I, I, I just, this is the thing. There's one way to eat a sandwich, and that's all together. You can't nibble on the bottom and... Yeah, you try to smash it down, but I mean it's resilient. How about how about this? I know this is groundbreaking. Ready? Twelve screws in her jaw, Jay. How about this? You ready? Get something else. 
Unless you have a really big mouth. Maybe get get two smaller sandwiches. Or in this case, triple decker, right? Three smaller sandwiches. <laughs> Slider the, type things? Maybe. Maybe something else. Maybe nuggets. But maybe the, if you're going to cause yourself bodily harm trying to eat this thing because somehow in your mind you can't process eating the bottom and then the top, get something else. Well, maybe it's the challenge. You know, <laughs> they shouldn't be presenting it to people if it's going to hurt them. Thus the lawsuit. Stay tuned. We'll have the market update next, 97.5 and 1280. one of those, Jake. The, the, no, the zone. The top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the top 60 and 60 weekdays at 1.30 presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON on your home of the the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, guys. That's great. That's a great-looking flag right there. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming in. You're welcome. Jake here for my friends at Peach Window and Door, a locally owned and operated passionate company full of Utah Jazz fans. And, hey, they're also Zone listeners. Cindy and her crew are great. And there is a reason they've been Utah's premier window and door retailer in Utah since 1993. First of all, they do beautiful custom work. If you can dream it, they can do it. And their whole goal is to make sure you get exactly what you want. Uh, the customer service is a real thing for them. They are a tur- turnkey window and door company, so that means no high-pressure sales. Again, you get what you want. They have crew. They don't do the subcontractor thing, so they have crews that will uh, install your windows and doors for you. There's no ghosting. They take you through it all the way, and they back things up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. They offer 0% interest financing. They have free in-home estimates. You want to take advantage of it today go to peachbuildingproducts.com find out why they have over 255 star reviews on google you can go to their beautiful showroom in salt lake in fact right down the road from where we are now 2940 south 300 west or call them schedule a, a, one of those in-home estimates 801-566-1255 that's 801-566-1255 peach window and door all coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sure, Utes at 50 update here on The Zone Sports Network. Coach Witt talking passing game and how they can improve it. Well, we still got to take care of the football, and, and uh, we still got to win the turnover battle each game. That's not going to change. But, uh, you know, when you do throw the ball, the ball's in nobody's hands, and it's up for grabs. It's not like when you're running it and you got it secured. There should never be an issue with that, although there's going to be at times, realistically. But but uh, to say just because we're going to, you know, emphasize throwing the ball more, we're going to be uh, able to tolerate a bunch more turnovers? No, that's not the case. Subtape brought to you by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision.
This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. It's time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. How uh, did the markets do today there, Gordo? You know, Jake, I, I was adding stuff to my list because I found some more stories. Do, are, is that something you would welcome or something you would loathe? Sure, but we still need to get to a yeah, I, market I, update. I know, and but, I'll give you the market update. All right, I would welcome, sure. It's all green today, Jake. Okay. The Dow was up uh, modestly, 15 and a half points. Oh, my, oh, my! <laughs> <laughs> what was Locke doing there? I don't know. The NASDAQ was up uh, 6.6 points. This is remarkable! <laughs> and the S&P was up seven points. We win. We win. We win. Oh, yeah. We're in we're in record highs pretty much across the board for the stock market. So that's that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have more list you've come up with? I do. I found this story. And really, it's uh, I had an opportunity to uh, interview and write a story about Porter Ellett, the, the kid out of Utah who is a coach for the Kansas City Chiefs who uh, has one arm. And he he played uh, sports when he was a kid. And it was, it was a really, really heartwarming story. And... Uh, it's when when individuals overcome adversity to come out strong in the end. I love those stories. I'm a sucker for that stuff, and it, it, I think we all should be. Well, Hansel Emmanuel Donato Dominguez. Well, he just got a Division One offer from Tennessee State to play basketball. He has one arm. One arm. Six foot. What is he? Six foot five. And a gifted hooper uh, from the Dominican Republic, and he he got the offer and a scholarship from Tennessee State. That's cool. I yeah. mean, think about that. There's a picture of him here, good-looking kid, but uh, overcoming something that uh, most people don't have to deal with. I think it's an amazing story. I, I think it's great. Um well, I'm curious to see what he does at that level, certainly. But would it be inappropriate to make this joke? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make right, it. Here we go. You know, Manu Ginobili was basically had just one arm, and he is a Hall of Famer. <sighs> what? He, he just he was so left-handed. <sighs> no? No. No? No. It was always remarkable to me that he couldn't be defended better considering you knew what he was going to do every time he got the ball. It's really a credit to who he was as a player. Jake, here I come with this wonderful story. It was a great story. I, added, I said that. I added to the list. It's kind of speedbag-ish. You, you come with a joke. <laughs> it, was, it was inappropriate, was it? was it not? Not timed very well. Subject matter 
I was more making a joke about Manu Ginobili. You thought my Jeff Griffin that. interview was awkward. No, that's yeah, that, a great story. I said it was a great story. Yeah, and then you said a joke. I'm lightening the mood. What do you want? Lightening the, the mood didn't need to be lightened. What, what should I the do? The mood was already in a good place. I said it was a great story, and I'm curious to see the young this young man at the next level. And then, <laughs> I get a load of this. Man, Ginobili only played with right. his left hand. All right. I know how Austin feels about it. I know how I feel about it. Let's turn to Megan. Megan, was that an inappropriate joke? I think it was. She now you're it. just bullying Megan. I mean, <laughs> nobody, nobody bullies Megan. Man. That, She's that, a strong-minded woman that, who does and thinks the way she wants to think. I'm not going to be able to sway her one way or the other. That that bad joke spoke for itself. I thought it was just fine joke. You know, you. you know, just sometimes it's best just to say I'm sorry. But it wasn't in. I'm not going to do it. Didn't think you would. Joining us now, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Our friend Clayton jumps on with us, as Austin said, mercifully. Hi, Clayton. How's it going, Jake? How you doing, Gordon? We're doing well today. Well, so we were until Jake made that dumb joke. Hey, no, I'm I'm feeling good because because Clayton, we just had a listener come by, a beautiful family, yeah, uh, just here checking out, getting taken care of. That always uh, that always uh, puts me in a good mood. You have good customers here, Clayton. We do. We have an we have an awesome community, and to be honest, I got to thank the radio, you two, the entire twelve eighty uh, twelve eighty of his own family. It's incredible, and we're, we're super lucky, and, you know, I'm very, very grateful. I'm very grateful for all the support uh, my family's received this year, you know, and our customers really are, are how we survive in our business, obviously, but the word of mouth is where I'm, where I'm trying to get. Our best advertising at the warehouse is word of mouth. We're a small ma-pa furniture shop. And you won't believe the community that we have and, and the, the people that have been so supportive uh, throughout this year uh, being a rough year. And um, I know that was a bad joke, Gordon, but what if I tell you something that's not a joke? Yeah, tell us tell us something that will lift our spirits after that failure. <laughs> we have several two- and three-piece sectionals in the hottest colors uh, in the industry. Um like I said in the last deal, while supplies last, two or three piece sectionals starting at ten ninety nine. You heard that right. For about a thousand bucks, you can get yourself into a sectional. Don't forget the sixteen ninety nine split king adjustable base as well. You buy the two bases, and I give you the two mattresses for free. Um, but again, two and three piece uh, sectionals starting at ten ninety nine, and of course, the amazing our lowest price ever on the King Split adjustable base, sixteen ninety nine. Boom. Boom. Take advantage of it. Eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. It's the warehouse. Thank you, Clayton. All right, that's our friend Clayton. By the way, Patrick on Twitter just weighed in. Gordon said, first of all, Monson shouldn't be saying one word to you for that bad joke. I just can't believe that you said it instead of Gordon. Well, he's got a point. (laughs) All right, stay tuned. What's going on is next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.